0: I don't think that's it. I, I think that's appropriate. We were just discussing what our fears were going to be. Hi.
1: Yeah. And mine is this. Did
0: and Ren said, said it wasn't good.
1: Ren said it's not good. It's okay. It's just, I think people could relate.
0: I, Mm. Probably
1: it's relatable. Hashtag relatable.
0: Uh, oh, that well, that killed the relatability. In <laughs> one fell straight. But you know, it's fine. It's fine.
1: It's well, fine.
0: What's what's your actual fear, though? Like, what's what's going on with with Andrea these days? What's what's happening in Andrea land?
1: There's just so many things. That's but fair. I think the one that I can talk about right now. Or one of the ones I can talk about. I mean, there's so many things.
0: Oh, now you're being mysterious. I am
1: being mysterious, and that's fine because I'm a woman, (laughs) and I'm allowed to be. Um,
0: That that was a little sexist. Okay. Yep.
1: I know. Um, Taking back the right for being
0: mysterious. (laughs) From all those reclamation of mystery. From all
1: like all those deep throat characters and
0: what? What's a deep throat character?
1: In uh, I'm pretty sure he was in. That's that character in X Files where, like, oh, he's all mysterious and always standing in a shadow, and he gives information. <laughs> Is he the
0: one with the cigarette? Yes. He, like, he's always smoking. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Yeah,
1: that one. So I'm taking back that <laughs> mysteriousness. it's yeah. mine now.
0: It, it, it's my mystery. I not, am the new deep throat, not smoking guy mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, don't don't be him. He he was a troubled man, <laughs> but
1: <yeah. laughs> um, my fear. I'm just trying so hard to organize my fucking house, and I've been home all day, every day, like working from home. Yeah. So now would be the time that I would have done that, right? Yeah, you would. Think. And I did one project, and That's that a is start. all that I did, and that was a month or so ago. And I need to do more because I I can't handle clutter. I really need to like just go through some of my drawers and throw out all the weird shit that I've been keeping for no reason.
0: You do have some mysterious shit.
1: I know. I don't even know where it came from, most of it.
0: I don't either. When I babysat your house, I was, like, looking for skin cream because I forgot mine at home and I didn't want to walk all the way back. I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> And and I, I, like, looked in a drawer. I didn't look too deep because, you know, I don't know what mystery is lay within. But already on the surface of one drawer, I'm like, what the fuck are these things? Are these, like... What are these? Is this Advil from 2004? Yes.
1: It was okay. Advil from 2004? There were, like,
0: a variety of things. There were, like, some, like, checks that were very dated. There was, like, a weird drawing on a piece of paper and a note for, like, strange groceries that, like, made no sense together. There was uh, <laughs> there was something else in there, too. Like, a, a cat spoon or something that had, like, cat food bits on it, but it was in your bedroom. I, I don't know. What You have a lot of weird shit.
1: Oh, sugar steals spoons sometimes. Oh. I a can't believe
0: sugar put a bug. spoon in your drawer. Yeah, you should definitely clean out your shit.
1: I need to look through my drawers, obviously. Yeah. Oh, unless it was a spoon that I was... If it was in a drawer... Yeah. Then it may have been a spoon that I had to quickly hide like hide in the middle of the night because she got a hold of it.
0: Oh, okay. And then, and then you just left it I there. I forgot it. You're just like, that's, that's a fine
1: place. Sometimes that's what happens. Half of the shit in my drawers is in there because I had to like... At 2 in the morning, oh. someone, someone named Sugar
0: yeah. was
1: making a lot of noise and batting something around, it and I just, like, too tired to actually do the, the right thing. So I just, like, threw it in a drawer <clears throat> to get it out of their reach and then went back to sleep.
0: Okay, well, so, yeah. all, right, all right. Okay, I'm well, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you told me the spoon story. Thank you.
1: Well, that's my guess. You're
0: welcome, guys. I don't I just bet eat you dirty spoons
1: that. in weird places, I swear.
0: Andrea's defending her honor. She's trying. I
1: but, don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, clean out your shit. I don't know. Do it. Okay, okay. I I believe in you. If you need help, just ask. I'm really good at throwing things out. Like, it's my specialty. Oh, I, I know, me too. will throw out everything. I'm actually good at that,
1: too, so... Um, I just actually need to, like, do it. That's the whole getting around to actually looking at the stuff that I'm going to throw out. Yeah. And it would be hard. really helpful if I had a filing cabinet
0: mm. because a
1: lot of this stuff I can't throw out and I don't really have a place for it, like, you know, yeah, credit card shit and, like, stuff I need to keep. All
0: those fun, interesting things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know. Well, I don't Checks know. Checks that
1: I cashed using my phone. What uh, I
0: use as a filing cabinet is the same, dra- like, it's a junk drawer in one of the... Well, at of the at least one of those little side tables. Yeah, I just throw all my, my shit in. My filing is in. I don't give a fuck.
1: I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven drunk, junk drawers. Drunk drawers. Drunk. They are <laughs> they wasted drawers. I have that many We're junk drawers keys. that have filing things in them. Yeah. I really need a filing cabinet. Can you send me a filing cabinet?
0: Yeah, that was addressed to you listeners who are so tuned out right now because you just don't, don't give, a, give shit a shit about, about this, this com- concept. And I don't blame you. I don't either. I don't this is why I throw all my shit in a junk drawer. But, okay. Um, yeah, What's your fear? Uh, okay. To, to steer it away, like I was going to talk about school, but no one cares about that either, and I, I, I understand. I also am struggling to care. But instead, <laughs> my fear is cats. My cats. Okay.
1: They are scary.
0: Yeah, they're terrifying. Actually, no, Hazel no, so
1: has a little bit of, um, I think, maliciousness behind her eyes.
0: <laughs> behind those Hazel's eyes?
1: Behind those Hazel's eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shout out to, I don't know, 2003, was it? I don't know. Kelly Clarkson? I think so. I think so. Whatever happened to you, Kelly? Where are you now? She's around. She, she's just hanging out. She's hanging out. <laughs> she's like, hey, guys.
1: She just calls me sometimes. <laughs> I chat. It's fine.
0: Yep. Yeah, just mm-hmm. check in, but you're not really that close to, like acquaintances. Yeah. But yeah, no, my fear with my cats is like, okay, so I finally got Dandelion to sit in my lap. She, Like, my cats aren't really lap cats, even though they're super affectionate and want cuddles all the time. Mm-hmm. Dandelion was super happy to sit in my lap. She came of her own accord and was happy and fell asleep and was purring and it was so cute. And I've been busy for the past, like, 500 million years. So yeah. I think because of that, um, you know, they haven't, like had a chance to spend time with me and they've been whining a lot recently about it and they they seem so sad so I had to eventually get up after like dandelion sat on my lap I had to eventually do it and I was very sneaky I was very tentative and I got up and she still laid there sleeping but she obviously woke up a little and she looked at me with the most heartbroken bereft expression of cat despair I have oh. ever seen on a tiny little face like that.
1: So your fear is that you hurt I, your cat's feelings.
0: Yeah, and that they're like they're feeling like I'm a I'm a neglectful cat parent. I'm a neglectful cat parent.
1: You That's are. The problem. Actually. Honestly. I'm trying I'm really hard. Cat Protective Services on you.
0: <laughs> CPS.
1: It's still the same initials so I was just about applies. to say <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> that would be a, a tough distinction like the cops are just like um Oh, there's a child in danger. You're like, no, my cat. And they're yes. like, oh my gosh, no. I hate that these have the same initials. Not another one of these calls. Like,
1: <laughs> your cats are happened. your children.
0: Yeah, they are for me for sure. So I'm gonna have to like very specifically take time to brush my cats and like make sure that they're that they know I love them. And that's fine. It's just hard to do when you have like a billion essays.
1: Oh, I have another fear.
0: Oh, shit. Tell Sugar me.
1: started her medicine for seizures. Yeah. And she has side effects. And it's that Uh-oh. she's really uncoordinated.
0: Yeah, because she's um, fucking stoned.
1: Yeah, it's that's one of the side effects. It doesn't it goes away. But it is like increased hunger, increased thirst, increased urination, and decreased coordination. So like I've actually watched her like Not be able to accomplish the simplest things like just turning to eat. Oh, (laughs) baby girl, she stumbled and wobbled, and she's wobbly.
0: Yeah, sugar, Uh, and then she insists on. Cats, by the way, side note.
1: Yes, and she insists on climbing onto the highest cabinet of the house, and I'm like, she's just gonna fall right the fuck off. That's what I'm afraid of.
0: Yeah, she's on a barbiturate for cats.
1: It's for seizures, so it's a phenobarbital, and. Yeah.
0: That's a pretty hardcore anesthetic, so she's uh, yeah. she's wrecked. She's basically just, like, I didn't know that that was...
1: High. I didn't look into it, so I didn't know that that was the medication for cats, for seizures. And dogs, it's for dogs, too.
0: It makes sense. They have
1: several different things, but this is the primary one that is used, so...
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's better than her having a seizure, I guess, but still, like, fuck. Sugar, like, don't go on the...
1: She tried to jump up on the bed today and, like, I think... Okay, so... This is what I think her reaction is when she gets embarrassed. But she tried to jump up on the bed today, didn't quite make it. Oh
0: no. And then
1: ran away really fast because she was embarrassed.
0: Oh. I feel that. That's relatable, actually. I feel that, Sugar. I'm with Sugar on this one. That's brutal.
1: I've done that. I've run away. Um,
0: From embarrassment?
1: Yeah, because so I wasn't paying attention and I was like, (laughs) I tried to go up a down escalator. And I was like, oh, ah. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's embarrassing. So I ran into a shoe store and hid for a bit.
0: Uh, Yeah, I meant to do that. I I did. I was just testing it. Bye. Just wanted to make sure it
1: really did go down and not up. Yep. Yeah.
0: I remember I was, like, looking to the side and walked into, like, a pole once, like, actually. So it was very <laughs> – curti- yeah. <laughs> I've definitely done that. That's awesome. In front of others.
1: Yeah, that's – There was nowhere to so run. Then you hide. Oh, there's nowhere to run?
0: No, it's outside. Where am I going to go? I just break into someone's house and jump through their window. <laughs> like, that doesn't draw any attention to what I just did.
1: <laughs> Not only did he walk into a pole, but he immediately broke into a house and then was arrested for beanie. <laughs> <laughs> not embarrassing at all.
0: No, not at all. It's fine. Nope, it's fine. That's cool. It's good.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: so Andrea chose the theme this time, which means that she has to go first. What I was the theme? I
1: did. So the theme is creepy fucking children. Okay. I, I said that angrily. Um, you did.
0: you were so – this is personal for you. you it just, is because children so are
1: already creepy, and so now we're looking at the creepiest of the creepers.
0: Yeah. So this was like – this was us trying to find scary-ass kids. I hate kids. Andrea hates children. I don't know
1: if I've made that known, but
0: uh, yes, you have many a time. <laughs> uh, no, hey.
1: Okay, so I did Beth Thomas, the child, also known as the Child of Rage. That's, like, that's her nickname in the eighties when Whoa. she was studied. Yeah, um, that's a
0: that's already a start for her. I know. Oh dear.
1: They, she has a whole documentary, and there's actually like a fictional movie based on her. Whoa! Yeah.
0: It uh, was pissed.
1: And I have to send out warnings for child abuse, child sexual abuse, Oof. uh animal mm, killing, animal, animal pain. death, and yeah. nastiness. Um Okay. Maybe just like all of the Warnings. There's <laughs> a lot of shit in here. It's
0: all brutal, apparently. Yeah,
1: it's very. What did this
0: kid do? It's Holy no shit. Good. Um Wow.
1: She didn't. Uh, I mean, okay. It, things
0: were done to her, too, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. Uh,
1: things. This actually has an okay ending. So.
0: Uh, it doesn't have a good start. Nope. <laughs> all right.
1: All right. So let's start with Tim and Julie. I forgot to write down their last names. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tim was a minister of a Methodist church in the south, and he and his wife Julie couldn't have children of their own, so they decided to adopt. Two children, Beth, who is 19 months old, and her brother Jonathan, who is 7 months old, were normal and healthy according to social services, and they finalized the adoption in 1984. Yeah. Julie was saying in an interview, she's like, you know, we heard that couples usually have to wait, like, years and years, like, five, ten years. Yeah. And it actually happened really fast, so they were, like, really it thrilled.
0: Happened. Yeah, they're happy, but it's also super weird.
1: Yeah. So they were super happy about this, obviously. Um, it seemed like a miracle that it happened so quickly for them. Uh-oh. However, they discovered after a while that the kids had severe emotional problems. Oh. They had them for a couple of months before starting – before they were able to start to learn a bit about the kids' backgrounds and past, and mm. then suddenly as they were learning more and more shit, their behavior began to make sense.
0: Yeah, and, you know, these are all things, like, if the, the kid you're adopting has, like, extreme behavioral issues, like, this. these are all things the adoption agency is supposed to tell you before you adopt someone and make sure that you're equipped to, to their emotional needs and all this shit, right?
1: Yeah. so and they this just is- didn't. The I 80s, guess. unfortunately. And also, uh, at the time, so I remember They're them, like, going for more information. Like, they had noticed some problems and they went to ask for more information. And the yeah. person was like, can't due to confidentiality.
0: This is their kid now. I know.
1: It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then <laughs> eventually that person did end up telling them more stuff. So...
0: Oh, yeah. This this adoption agency totally just wanted to get rid of these kids. They yeah. wanted to pawn them Well, off. it was
1: social services, so...
0: And social services just didn't do their job here.
1: So basically, the kids had been starved. They had been neglected. So, like, they barely gave them any food. Um, Um. John, when they found them, John had been in a bassinet with a dirty diaper, some bottles of curdled milk, and there were urine stains everywhere. Oh. The back of his head was completely flat, and the front of his head was bulged out. What the He had never been picked up.
0: Oh, my God. Basically.
1: He couldn't raise his head, and he was seven months, so... That's not good.
0: Oh holy shit.
1: Um, and he couldn't roll over, which is something you usually can do at that point. Yeah. Um, he'd had no stimulation. And this had probably happened to Beth as well. Wow. But they think more happened to Beth. So I will talk about that so, soon.
0: Basically, Zelaya, <laughs> so basically these kids were just neglected by their original parents, their biological parents.
1: Yes. Yeah. So Wow. Uh while, you know, now she's living with Tim and Julie. And mm-hmm. Beth keeps having this nightmare about a man falling on her and hurting her with part of himself.
0: <laughs> okay. That's a way That's to they word put it. it.
1: Yeah. Uh, when, a psych- when a psychologist interviewed Beth and asked about her birth father, she said he touched her vagina until it bled and it hurt a lot. And that he hit her and that he didn't give her much food. Um, oh, my God. And that this had all happened when she was about one. And she Ugh. said she felt scared talking about it. And she's six at this time,
0: oh at my this point. Oh, my God. Yeah. No wonder they have emotional, like, problems here. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh,
1: she had clearly endured severe neglect and abuse. Um, then her birth mother died when she was one year old, and she... Was stuck with her biological father alone, Ugh. and she never developed a sense of conscience or learned to trust or love because of the abuse. She would exhibit sexual behavior as well, particularly toward her brother. When yeah. asked by this psychologist, so I watched like a, a videotape of the um, the actual interviews that the uh, the therapy sessions. Yeah. Uh, when asked, she said she hurt her brother's private parts by pinching Ugh. them, squeezing them, and kicking them she also admitted to sticking pins in him with the aim to kill him and said that she wanted to kill him and her adoptive parents they had to so her adoptive parents they resorted to locking her into her room at night because they didn't want her to hurt her brother or them right
0: yeah um that's
1: but and because of that this is what she cited as the reason is of why she wanted to stab them to kill them but it just sounds like she kind of just wanted to she just was
0: this is just... Full of
1: rage and just wanted to kill somebody. Like, that was her...
0: Yeah, like, all oh, she didn't know compassion. She, like... Exactly. Right? And she's
1: six, right?
0: Yeah. It makes sense, actually.
1: So, in public, she would also rub herself until she was raw to the point of bleeding. Oh. Which is... You know, things like that, that's a very... Uh, it's Distress a, quite an indicative sign of sexual abuse when... Yeah. Children are yeah are doing um, that are doing that at such a young age, and but especially like violently violently, yeah,
0: that's not normal themselves. yeah
1: Beth, so they had four pets. Oh no. Beth would poke the four pets with pins, um, and when she was asked in the session, she said it was because she wanted to kill them. Uh, she told her therapist that Annie, the dog, would cry when she did that.: No kidding. In another article, it actually said she admitted to killing four pets, so I don't know for sure if she just hurt them or she killed them. But there was an incident at which she grabbed some baby birds from their nests and broke their necks by squeezing them.
0: So this is a violent, unhappy child, which makes complete sense given her past.
1: Yeah. It's just like the abuse that she suffered caused a lot of rage to be bottled up inside of her. Yeah. Um reasonably
0: yeah no it makes sense at such a young age like and i mean if they didn't even pick her baby brother up like it's not like this father this biological father was teaching her right and wrong no
1: she wasn't learning right he was wrong. a rapist and she couldn't trust anybody in her life so no
0: so it makes uh, sense
1: her acts of violence escalated at one point julie found some paring knives missing from the kitchen several weeks later but and like so julie was like uh, did Beth take the knives? And the, but then she even felt guilty about suspecting her, so she didn't say anything about it. But several weeks later, Beth asked what the knives looked like that were gone. And Julie hadn't said anything to her about knives being missing, so she was like, what knives? Oh
0: boy. And Beth
1: said, weren't they about this big and silver? And then smiled maliciously. Ew. Basically, in one of the sessions, Beth admitted to her psychologist that she'd grabbed them from the drawer and dishwasher, mm-hmm. um, and then when her psychologist asked about what she wanted to do with the knives, she said, "Kill mom and Johnny, and with them and daddy." So she wanted to kill everybody, just kill them, stab them, and she like brought that up in these sessions that the way she wanted to kill people was stabbing.
0: Oh, that's interesting Freudian bit. Yeah, oh, that's really weird.
1: I know, just the penetration. Ugh. Um. So the parents thought she wanted to use the knives to kill Jonathan reasonably, Mm -hmm. because she had tried to kill him before. Yeah. At one point, they found her in the basement bashing his head against the cement floor, and he was screaming, and Julie had to pull Beth off of him, and he wound up needing stitches. And then there was another incident in which she pushed him down the stairs.
0: So he would have been, like, five at this point, right? Yeah. Because she – yeah, okay.
1: Wow. The psychologist decided that – Beth really needed to be separated from the family for, you know, temporarily just for, like, everybody's safety.
0: Yeah, sounds like it.
1: So in 1989, her parents brought her to a home with an expert who dealt with these types of children. This woman had worked with children that had committed cold-blooded murder before. Yeah. Uh, The situation in this house is very strict. Like, children have to ask for anything. Like, they have to be at your side all times, and they have to be doing your chores. If they want to go to the bathroom, they have to ask. If they want to do anything they have to ask it's basically
0: it's basically like a mental ward
1: it's yeah but it's like teaching them you know like basically like teaching them to earn trust i think is is kind of a part of it but also like it is also for safety
0: yeah but i mean like an adult in a relationship like with this kid right also kind of has to earn their trust like they have to teach trust both ways because this little girl like beth has not be able to trust any adults because they've all abused her so far, except for like, you know, her adoptive parents. So, but that's all she knew was her abusive father.
1: Exactly, but this this therapy, um, basically, it it so it works on a reward system. Oh, okay. so you start off really like under strict control, mm-hmm. and then as you do chores or and like show that you're trustworthy for certain things, then you get, like, um, praised. Yeah. And you get, like, some of these – the strictness lifted, you know?
0: Yeah, like, behavioral um, therapy, basically.
1: Yeah. So, basically, it, since these children – most of them believe that they are bad, that they are evil, mm. and that they aren't worth loving and stuff. So, um. Um, doing this – get uh kind of really helps with like improving their self image
0: yeah like at a young age i could see that for sure
1: yeah so you start off with them like being really strict but you loosen that up as you go along and um with praise and stuff it sort of
0: reaffirms yeah yeah. that they can be a good autonomous person that they're not inherently bad so they shouldn't give up on being good
1: exactly um so several months into it beth made progress and so some control was loosened and she actually began to develop a sense of right and wrong and started responding to affection hmm. she began to be a normal child going to school and singing in a choir and actually wow. the woman working with her Connell watkins she actually allowed or like she basically uh, like beth's sleeping arrangement was sleeping in the same room as her own daughters
0: yeah so she okay, trusted, so her, she that trusted much her a that lot That she was
1: not going to Stab anybody, anybody, yeah,
0: which is good, <laughs> yeah. That, so that's a good sign.
1: That was good. Um, as another aside, though, this Connell Watkins, uh, that ran that home, mm-hmm. she ended up going to jail for seven years later on for killing a child in a very controversial and illegal practice called what? rebirthing.
0: Oh no, in
1: which the therapist and like probably some more like other workers and the parent can be present or. Uh, participate uh, they wrap a child in blankets and they kind of squeeze them allowing yep. the child to not only release rage right because they can like lash out scream whatever mm-hmm. um, but also it simulates rebirth right so it's yeah. like beginning a new
0: being squeezed out the womb
1: yeah uh, so, it's a
0: really controversial practice i right know about that one
1: in 2001 this is what happened four adults like Cannell was one of them did this to a 10 year old Candace Newmaker, while her adoptive mother watched on, and it was all taped, and she can be heard screaming that she's going to die 11 times. And then she uh-huh. finally suffocated to death.
0: Yeah. If you're going to be doing that, you need to know what physically to do and have a really quick way of getting them out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah, like it's, I think, yeah, maybe a lot of adults just forget that, like, children suffocate easily, they are little.
1: Well, and if if they're telling you they can't breathe...
0: You should probably just stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, just be careful. Be on the safe side. I know a lot of, like, therapists, like, will think that's part of the them just being afraid and blah, blah, blah. But, like, no, if you're hearing that, stop. Yeah. So her other form of behavior, like, therapy worked, but this ridiculous rebirthing one killed someone so yeah, it's good to I think know it's called attachment Yikes. therapy
1: so that but basically that was the whole premise of the home that beth went to is attachment therapy yeah basically it's children that have these problems because they were neglected or abused so mm-hmm. they don't have a healthy attachment form they don't have a they don't develop a, a good attachment form
0: yeah no i i get what you mean <laughs> uh, you've fallen apart today
1: andrea oh my god i'm so tired <laughs> And a little dizzy suddenly. So I don't know. Um, so Beth actually has a second adoptive mother. Don't ask me how, because I tried to find out and I don't know.
0: Oh, I guess. <laughs> I we'll don't know those. if
1: her like adoptive parents passed away or or what happened. But Nancy Thomas, she's also an attachment therapy proponent. Um okay. so she adopted Beth, and Beth is now a nurse and a successful woman.
0: N- never had any, like, suspicious deaths on her ward, I nope. hope. Yeah, <laughs> like, really it good. actually worked, so. So that's that's really hopeful, yeah. actually, then, because, you know, she seemed like she was going to absolutely grow up to be a serial killer.
1: And she would have, probably.
0: Yeah, if they hadn't <laughs> if done they anything. they hadn't
1: done something. Yeah. Because she definitely was serious about killing stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that actually worked. Like, I'm glad they got to her young enough to rewrite that so that she can have a good life.
1: Yeah, And know.
0: not threaten other people. <laughs>
1: yes, it's very good. At
0: least that's a hopeful note to end good, on. Yeah. yeah, it
1: was good. I'm happy <laughs> about it myself. Hello, and welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, and I'm Canadian Girl. Do you like adventures, myths, legends, and learning about some of Canada's greatest moments in history? Well, then this is the podcast for you. Join me every two weeks... As we travel around Canada, exploring things like mermaids, giants, lost gold mines, and we even stop once in a while to observe historical events and people. Come on over to the channel and join the crew by hitting that subscribe button today. You don't want to miss out on our next adventure.
0: Mine doesn't have a hopeful note i wouldn't really say okay so it's interesting though <laughs> this is completely different except still still scary scary kid theme fucking kids <laughs> kids scary all right so switching gears from hopefulness to not that yay this is the sasebo slashing so and a lot of people have probably heard of this one um although there have been two Different slashings in Sasebo in Japan. So um I I took one that was not the other one. Because one was between teens and I wasn't sure if that counted for scary little kids. So like I, I chose I mean, this one it instead. It kind of
1: does, but teens are They're gross still kids, in a different but... way. And actually I don't Andrew, I don't mind. Don't them.
0: offend people. Jeez. We have teenage listeners, probably. Be well,
1: nice. Okay.
0: Fine. You have a teenage son. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I I Actually, with the yeah, I take
1: that back because, like, Brayden's awesome, so I think teenagers might be pretty good.
0: Oh, uh, well, now I'm going to kind of, like, deviate from that. I think, like, I don't know. I don't know. We all go through periods of time where we suck.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Some of that... us more than others.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, uh... I mean, I'm sure our people.
1: listener teens are wonderful. Not murderers. Well... Not saying they're all murderers. I'm just saying they're all kind of icky.
0: Well, that's probably a good thing to tell. I mean, you don't want to be too far on the other spectrum where you're just like constantly hanging out with teens. So I guess that's that. That's that bad. would be that would be worse. <laughs> that would be worse.
1: <laughs> that, would be worse. <laughs> that
0: would be a lot worse. All right. <laughs> so the Sasebo slashing, for like kind of a brief synopsis, but then I'll get more into it. Uh, was the murder of a 12-year-old Japanese schoolgirl named Mitarai Satomi by an 11-year-old female classmate referred to as Girl A. And this is real. I know there's a meme in a video game and whatever, guys, but Girl A was real. This is the real case. So I don't know what you're
1: talking about.
0: When I was researching it, some people didn't know that this, like, there's a scene in um, an indie game uh, where someone who murdered her classmate at a really young age is nicknamed Girl A, and it was based off of this, actually. Oh,
1: Okay. But a lot of people
0: thought it was an urban legend. But no, this case actually happened. Like, it wasn't how it happened in the video game, obviously. That was based off it. But this is a case. Yeah. Okay. So, the murder occurred on the 1st of June, 2004... Uh, which is interesting because as we're recording this, it's the 1st of June 2020. So this happened 16 years ago. Today. Yeah, today, 16 years ago. And it happened at Okubo Elementary School in the city of Sasebo in Nagasaki Prefecture. Uh, So I'm not sure how big Sasebo is, but it's a city. The murderer, (laughs) uh, girl A, slit Mitarai's throat and arms with a utility knife, which was kind of like a box slash paper cutter. They used it in art class to cut things, right? So Mm -hmm. that's why she had it. The killer's real name uh, had not been released to the press as per Japanese legal procedures like prohibiting the identification of juvenile offenders, right? So that's basically why Japanese police referred to her as Girl A. The Nagasaki District Legal Affairs Bureau also cautioned internet users against revealing her photos. (laughs) You can see how that's going to (laughs) go. So the girl's real name was not purposefully disclosed, but it was accidentally mentioned on Fuji TV, and members of the Japanese internet community 2chan made her real name public online on June eighteenth, two 2004. Basically, they figured it out, you know, based on the leaked info and their own analysis of a picture that had been broadcast on Japanese television. I'm still going to call her, like, girl A throughout this, so, yeah, just so no one's confused here. No, I
1: like that. That's good, girl A. That's...
0: Girl A. That's easy. She's the 11-year-old, yep. So, more about the murder. Let's go back to June 1st, 2004. On that day, the at-the-time 11-year-old schoolgirl, girl A, was reported to have lured her classmate, 12-year-old Mitarai Satomi, to an empty classroom during lunch hour, right? So no one was in there. It was in this empty classroom that girl A slashed Satomi's throat and her arms and let her bleed out on the floor. She then left Satomi's body in that empty classroom face down and returned to her own classroom. By this point, obviously, her clothes were soaked in blood. So the girl's teacher, who had earlier noticed that both girls were missing, like they were probably late to their next period, like lunch was probably pretty much over by that point Mm -hmm. teacher found the body and called the police
1: yes that's what you should do
0: that's That's especially what you should do if one girl comes back to your class soaked in blood
1: yeah probably um, not a good sign perhaps another one is missing
0: yeah (laughs) like gee this does sure look suspicious (laughs) so after being taken into custody girl a was reported to have confessed to the crime saying quote i am sorry i am sorry to police Um, she spent that night at the police station, often crying, and she'd refused to eat any, like, food she was offered. At first, she essentially didn't indicate that there was any motive for the killing, but, you know, that doesn't make sense. So shortly (laughs) afterward, she confessed to the police that she and Satomi had been fighting due to some messages that had been, like, left on the internet. Girl A claimed that Satomi had slandered her with comments online calling her, like, a a goody-goody or something. (gasps) No, uh, there's there's more, but they're not that bad. And uh comments about her weight, which some reports say was like the final straw for girl A, the weight commentary specifically. Oh, okay. So this really upset her, but it doesn't sound like these were
1: It's not you terrible. Know. No, this
0: isn't murder worthy by any means. (laughs) And this is also very strange and out of the blue because some reports also say that the girls kind of seem to be like friends, like they'd pass notes, they played together, they shared like a group diary, they were in art class together. So this is all just very unexpected. Like this is really weird. Um, Satomi's father, Mitarai Kyoji, said that he rushed to the school after receiving a call that his daughter was hurt. And here's a quote from various reports from him. Quote, When I arrived, Satomi was already lying there collapsed. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And, quote, I can't put in words what I'm feeling right now. I can't understand it at all. I don't have a clue. Like, Kyoji said that Satomi just had never seemed to have any problems with any of her classmates. You know, she's like pretty Mm -hmm. normal, got along with people. That doesn't
1: sound like she really did.
0: No, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, maybe she posted something slightly like mean online, but that makes sense. A lot of people do. I don't know. It sounds like it was just a little spat, not, not nothing unusual. On September 15th, 2004, a Japanese family court ruled to institutionalize Girl A, despite her being so young, and this was obviously, you know, due to the severity of the crime. Yes. So she was sent, yeah, when you slash someone's throat, uh... So Over she, something small. Yeah.
1: Uh, you may be concerned that it will happen again. She should probably not just be wandering around.
0: N- probably not. So she was sent to a reformatory in Tochigi Prefecture. the um, Nagasaki Family Court, also in 2004, originally sentenced her to two years of involuntary commitment there. But the sentence was actually extended by two more years in September 2006, following a psychological evaluation. So they must have believed, like, she was still dangerous even two years later. So... On May 29th, 2008, another two years later, local authorities announced that they were not seeking an additional sentence, okay. so I'm not sure where she's at now, right? She'd be an adult now. So <laughs> Girl A, a little bit more about her, she was found to have a lot of, like, issues with communication, and she showed a lot of interests that were considered, like, obsessively interested. Um, and because of this, she was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, and I'm not sure if they still, like, in 2020 call it Asperger's syndrome in Japan. Yeah. Like, I know in North America, it's generally just all called autism spectrum disorder now, regardless of where a person fits on that spectrum. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so my personal opinion is that, like, maybe the diagnosis could have just been, like, one random factor in girl A committing the murder, but, like, I know a lot of autistic people have had close relationships with some, and they've shared their personal experiences with me and literally murdered just, like... It doesn't seem fitting for that, right? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't seem like an explanation as to why someone would commit murder, like, at all. So to me, this no. diagnosis is, like, incidental. Like, it just seems like they felt like they need, needed to diagnose her with something. Maybe she happened to have this. But it doesn't explain anything about the murder, right?
1: Mm, yeah. I mean, I would be, like, maybe more, like, antisocial.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, maybe. and Maybe she wasn't. Maybe she, like... The diagnosis of, like, autism would be incidental to me, like, eh. But there must have been, like, other things happening in girl A's life.
1: Yeah. Maybe? Like, I that's mean, just my knows. two
0: cents. Yeah, like, I would just assume that there's some shit going on with her. I mean, I'm not a psychologist yet, and I also, I wasn't there. I don't know. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> so the public's reaction was interesting to this. Um, do you, Like, they kind of flipped out.
1: Yeah, upon hearing this reasonable. unusual
0: murder, yeah, children
1: murdering children,
0: it's that's weird,
1: just creepy squared.
0: Yeah, so fair enough. Yeah, so the murder sparked a debate in Japan for one thing over whether the age of criminal responsibility needed to be lowered. It had already, somewhat recently, been lowered from sixteen years old to fourteen years old in the year two thousand due to the nineteen ninety seven Kobe child murders. Another I have case got will be covered. Hear more about that. Yeah, that was the one I was torn between. It's fucked.
1: Maybe we it's should do so it. So fucked time. up.
0: Yeah, I'm I think we should. Okay. We'll be covering that one at some point. It's fucking weird and brutal. There's might... a lot. So they had they lowered it to 14 years old after that happened. Okay. But they were thinking of lowering it again after, you know, girl a did this because she's eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So people were thinking that maybe it needed to be lowered again. Um, I'm assuming people thought also that she should still have to take more responsibility for it. Plus, this came out of nowhere. Like, girl A had always seemed, to, also had alri- always seemed to be normal and well adjusted before she suddenly did this. And that, of course, made the public more anxious. Yes. So, you would. yeah, I would be anxious it's as well.
1: Less scary if it's someone you expect.
0: Yeah, it's less scary like, if it's that like kid Beth. Is <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Like if Beth did this, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense."
0: Yeah, you'd be like. Yeah, if anybody uh,
1: else behaves like Beth, let's just make sure they don't kill anybody. Yeah. But if you're just blending in, yeah, like if you're a just normal a normal kid. Kid.
0: Yeah, it sounds sneaky, like she was
1: sneaky, creepy kids.
0: I don't know what was going on with her. Um, so there were some more like publicly known individuals who made comments about this case in Japan at the time too. For instance, members of the Japanese diet, like people such as, uh, Inoue and Sarakatsu uh, Tanigaki faced, like, a lot of backlash when they both made, like, offbeat statements in the wake of the murder. Inoue was criticized for referring to Girl A as Genki, which is a Japanese term that kind of translates to, like, vigorous and lively and happy oh it's a word with positive connotations basically so then they're that's just like not good yeah they're just like that's a weird way to describe a murderer okay <laughs> also um Sadakatsu tanigaki was criti- the other guy was criticized for referring to the method of killing the throat slitting specifically as a quote manly act
1: what the fuck I don't- <laughs>
0: I don't know. These are really weird so comments to make about She's something like macho, this. She's a
1: macho, gregarious, lovely,
0: lively, manly. I don't girl. know. This is very. This sounds like praise to me. This sounds weird.
1: It does. I mean, it, I mean, okay. So with Ted Bundy, they did have to say, "Oh yeah, like he was charming and handsome, and blah blah blah." That's how yeah, he got away with it. Yeah. So maybe that's what they're like. Maybe they're like, well, I don't know about the manly part, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she was a lively girl.
0: Yeah, so no one saw this coming, like, maybe in context, that's what they meant?
1: Yeah, we need the context, but I don't understand the manly part, that's just fucked up.
0: Well, and that could be translating weird, like, maybe that means a little bit of something else, but Japan was pissed off over the comment, so in the context of that culture, obviously, it was still not a good comment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, and this is pretty fucked up, girl A, as you can expect, became an internet meme yeah,
1: uh, on Japanese
0: uh, yeah, on Japanese web communities, such as the previously mentioned 2chan, she was nicknamed Nevada-tan, because in one of the school's class photographs, there was a girl who was, you know, believed to be her, wearing a University of Nevada Reno sweatshirt. Oh, and the suffix tan is sort of like an endearment term. She'd be sure. like Nevada cutie or something. Nope. Yeah, it's weird. So people are still talking about and using this meme online today, apparently, though I don't know how commonly. I could just, like, when I was researching this, I could see that some people were still, like, pulling that shit when I ran a Google search. They're like, Nevada 10, 2020.
1: What is the point of it?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what the... I guess because... What are they um, getting it. Because probably they thought she would represent, like, some cutesy little, like, yandere. Yandere is like, um... A media thing it, it sounds like it's a bunch of internet nerds who are treating her like a scary anime girl or whatever like idolizing her Ugh. i don't it's really weird but i don't know that for sure the meme could have completely different connotations it's just okay. that it's gross either way yes. it's a really gross thing to do don't I make agree. something like this into a meme
1: yeah that's it's it's gross
0: it's weird <laughs> it's really weird A man named Akio Mori also cited this case while trying to support his controversial, quote, game brain theory, as it's called, which has been criticized as being nothing more than superstition. Like, Girl A was reported to be a fan of the death-themed flash animation called Red Room, which was the particular claim that Akio Mori used to support the theory, And it was also known that Girl A had read the controversial novel Battle Royale and had seen its film adaptation, which basically centers on young students having to, like, fight to the death and train for death matches between each other, that sort of thing. It's a pretty out-there film, but it's super popular among, like, a lot of people. Like, I'm sure plenty of you listening out there right now have read or seen Battle Royale or heard of it in some capacity. I think they made um, a version of it in North America in, like, the early aughts.
1: So is game brain theory, like, the idea that, like, if you watch violent things or you play violent games, you're going to get, like, you're going to want to act on it?
0: Well, that's kind of what I noted here, because I was like, I don't know much about Akio Mori and his theory specifically, but I was guessing that it was, that it's, like, loosely connected to the, uh, that was my guess, though, that's, (laughs) like, loosely connected to the idea. Literally your
1: next note. Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that, like, video games and violent media can directly cause violence in some way. Like, I don't. No, but those sorts of theories, which is called um oh fuck, I keep forgetting its name. It's a theory. Yeah. Um, those (laughs) sorts of theories are always more complicated than that. Like it's not you know it's not a one to one ratio, Mm -hmm. and I'm not even sure about this one. So you can all correct me if I'm wrong about what causal. No, it's not causal
1: relationship between.
0: Yeah, like causality, basically. Like that's not what the theory is called but no, you know i can't
1: remember what the theory
0: yeah is uh, i didn't
1: think it was exactly oh um is it like um it's not mimicking theory no miming. it's not a full i don't think it was a theory i thought it was just like a
0: there's a colloquial term for yeah, what people on the internet call it term
1: for it yeah
0: yeah okay and i'm not sure like like i said you can all correct me if i'm wrong about what akio mori specifically what his game brain theory is but
1: that's what it sounds like,
0: it sounds iffy to me, yeah, because probably a lot of her classmates had also watched or read Battle Royale, it's pretty,
1: yeah, it was pretty and then popular. Didn't kill somebody,
0: yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, I write horror novels, I've never done a murder, not in my entire life. Yay, good job, thanks.
1: That's an accomplishment.
0: I brag about it all the time, it's a good party story. So, <laughs> a lot of other sources that I read from like you know, online, talked more about discussions that Japanese news sites and newspapers were having regarding the anonymity of the internet. And that's something that I find to be, like, a more pressing and relevant discussion, especially given that, like, the reason that Girl A gave for murdering Satomi and how Girl A was then turned into a meme by randos online, like, that's more interesting to me, right? She killed this girl because of comments online. Yeah. Like, I know in one of these articles, it was stated that it's easier to make nasty comments about people and to then essentially do, like, nasty or messed up things to them because when you're online, you can't see the other person's face, you know? So they can become more of a concept of other people than an actual person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's what they think, you know, that's what some sources think might be a place to study why girl A was able to do this to her friend in reality because of comments made online sort of deal. So anyway, to give a few finishing notes on this case, uh, during the March 18th, 2000, uh, 2005 Okubo Elementary graduation, students were given a graduation album with a blank page in honor of Satomi's death on which they could put pictures of Mitarai Satomi, Pictures of Girl A, or class pictures containing both girls. Um, I'm guessing it's just to, like, remember the whole situation. Okay, but I, um, I would just put pictures of Satomi pers- personally. Like, yeah. she was the victim. Mitarai Satomi was uh, posthumously awarded a graduation certificate, which her father, Mitarai Kyoji, accepted on her behalf. Girl A was also awarded a certificate
1: no. since
0: one – well, it's because one is actually, like, required in Japan in order to enter junior high. Like, okay. you have to earn a certificate in elementary in order to get into any junior high, which that's, is crazy to me. But, like, that's just how it is. Weird. Yeah. Not good. Well, and basically – like a
1: lot of pressure. But okay.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of pressure to put on kids, for sure. I would be flipping out if I couldn't even get into junior high.
1: Oh, uh. no, like, oh, I didn't do well enough in grade three of – fucked myself for the rest of My elementary life. school. i couldn't get into a good junior high yeah you're just supposed to go to junior high
0: yeah i it's know not like right a
1: qualifying it's not a uh what something that you qualify for
0: <laughs> no I, I know it and you have to qualify for good high schools too and like after junior high it's just it's a lot that's a lot of pressure right yeah
1: that's m- too much
0: i would not be happy but in addition to that you know they gave her the certificate because the school essentially believed that giving her that option further on would aid her quote reintegration into society which i does it does make sense i
1: mean yeah it's probably better that we like or that they help her to at least continue to try to have a normal life in order to rehabilitate her if other she can issues. Be. yeah because it's not going to help if she just like Oh, well, let's just leave her with a grade six education and...
0: <laughs> yeah, and that will bring upon she'll her massive five. hopelessness. Yeah, she won't and be able she'll to get a totally job get better.
1: or anything. Yeah she'll,
0: yeah, she'll be totally happy and well-adjusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, that doesn't make sense either. And it does sound like she was sorry. Like, there is another quote from her that loosely translates into, I have done a bad thing. But, like, so she knew what she did. She made no attempt to hide it either when she went back to her classroom covered in blood. I don't know what what happened maybe she was just like planning on threatening the girl with the box cutter and things
1: got out of hand
0: yeah and she just It'd be got interesting really pissed to i don't exactly know exactly
1: what was going on in her mind and like uh yeah the full um set of like circumstances or and details about like what was going on between the two of them
0: yeah and it's hard to find um in not Japanese which is why I <laughs> I couldn't find the exact messages cuz I I couldn't find good translations of anything or like records of the messages that weren't from like 2 Chan. I, I don't know everything was yeah. in Japanese and was from like weird sources. The sources I did find that were translated like more accurately were news sites and they just didn't go into as much info. Yeah. But it would be I know interesting I don't to know.
1: articles are, like yeah.
0: Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's yeah. it's a lot of research. You need like to actually out.
1: find like someone who did full research and accumulated it all.
0: This is yeah. a struggle.
1: I had a struggle with Beth Thomas too, and I didn't think yeah. I was gonna because she's well enough known. But there's lots about the movie.
0: Yeah, but that's not all going to
1: be facts. So that's not helpful.
0: No, exactly. That's not that's not a source. <laughs> no Hollywood movie. That's what happened, the Titanic. You know, with Leo Leonardo DiCaprio. That's how it went down. Yeah, he that's was there.
1: Actually, what happened?
0: Yeah, there was a film crew, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. He saved a woman. Thanks, Leo. Yep. That's how it went. Good job. History for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you can contact us with your own scare. No, don't don't tell us about like scary child murders. Um,
1: tell us about. Creepy shit. That time that you found birds.
0: And didn't murder them. And
1: didn't murder them.
0: Yeah, I like to Those hear about good that. stories. I do. Yeah, really? I, like, I do like to hear about when people actually saved an animal. Tell me about times you, like, rescued an animal or, like, found some cute animals.
1: Yeah, or, like, interesting facts about box cutters.
0: <laughs> Top ten most interesting box cutter facts.
1: siblings at gmail.com.
0: <laughs> yeah, email us there. <laughs> you can also send us creepy, creepy stuff about whatever doesn't have to be related. Kinda and like dreams and short emails. stories. Yeah.
1: Because
0: <laughs> everyone has so many box cutter effects just yeah, waiting. Yes. Like just tucked in their Some back pocket. Some people do. You don't know. You never know. Um, yeah. So email us there. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash siblings, And it is also pinned to the top of our Twitter at Uh And you can download our episodes for free on iTunes. I keep forgetting to tell people that. Yeah, we're that. on
1: iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're Podbean. On Podbean
0: and... Spotify.
1: Spotify. We're well,
0: okay, everywhere. Okay, we're
1: uh, on all of the things.
0: Yeah, you So can go Google check us. out any
1: of the things. And, uh, well, I mean, you've already found us, so I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't know. If you want to download it, go to iTunes. It's free. Yeah,
1: it's We're free on iTunes.
0: Yeah, so contact us, and if you want to support us, hey, check out that Patreon. You get cool shit. Little check food. it out. Right. And now we're going to give you a, a good night smooch. Mwah! Or a good day, Smooch. I don't know. Whatever your time Mm zone. Sleep well.